Well, hello out there, planet Earth. Happy Earth Day and happy Friday. Some people will tell you every day is Earth Day, but I say it's always Friday with me. Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. I see why am I, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, as well as their employees, advocating on their behalf. I believe strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So every single Friday, you can find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this live radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've noticed over the years is that some of the absolute best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday, right about that time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that fun weekend and freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their advisors. The name of the show is not a joke. It's not just a play on words. Well, maybe it's a little bit of a joke, but my last name means free in German. So little fun fact for all you guys, little method behind my madness. Today's episode of Always Friday is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm in the Hudson Valley, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses. The firm's highest priority is always their clients' best interest while empowering people and businesses to be consciously proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. Interesting week here in my home state of New Jersey. The sales of recreational cannabis for adult use began this week. Something that people have been waiting on for a long time. Catching fire quickly here in the Garden State, no puns intended, or maybe they were just a little bit. Something that my special guest's home state has been familiar with for some time now. Coincidentally, today, April 22nd, 2022, is Earth Day, a time set aside to celebrate the Earth, learn about the environment, promote conservation. The theme of World Earth Day 2022 is invest in our planet, calling for businesses to shift towards sustainable practices. This movement is expected to change the business climate, the political climate, and how to take action on the climate. Great purposeful theme and very related to what we'll be discussing today along the lines of investing in sustainable practices. We're going to be talking about exiting your business your way. So SMB owners are often curious about how much money they can get if they sell their business. When they get an opinion or even a professional valuation, the response is often that's not enough. Investment bankers, M&A advisors, and brokers, they're solely focused on selling a business, whether it's best for the client or not. Our special guest looks to help business owners sell their business at the value that they need. His team of elite professionals are experienced in accelerating growth, growing the business, maximizing the value, and ultimately selling the business under ideal circumstances for the owners. So talk is cheap. 
We know that. We're here on talkradio.myc. We don't want it to be just talk. We want to use the insight on the SMB landscape to create more impact on Monday morning. In my travels, it's far too often that business owners are focused on the product that's going to solve all their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, if you will. One thing that I see consistently is products change every single day in everything that we do, whether it's personal or business related. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people. Very first and foremost, everything begins and ends with people. Keep a focus on the process that's going to help you achieve all of your goals. You do that, the right products will be there when you need them. I promise you people, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, I'm excited for this conversation today. Great special guest, none other than Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way. Damon grew up on a large Midwestern family farm, worked his way through college, earning a mechanical engineering degree. After college, Damon worked in technical and managerial roles, including designing, building, and operating facilities, went on to manage businesses in the design and production of retail store fixtures, customizing fabricated metal products, advanced aerospace components, and high-tech devices. Sounds quasi-NASA-ish almost. Ultimately, Damon developed his skills as a business operations value improvement specialist with 20-plus years building and managing businesses, both extreme conditions and normal terms, diverse industries, Damon's drive to help clients reach their goals helps them crush competitors and dominate markets. The decision to sell a business often leads to the owner realizing that the business might not actually sell or sell for what they think it's going to sell for. The average success rate for selling a business is about 20%. The business value or aspects of the business will usually prevent the sale. The business owners are faced with a very difficult significant lifestyle change decision. Damon helps owners grow profits, run efficiently, create businesses that fill life and legacy goals, and sell or succeed businesses when they are ready. His firm, Exit Your Way, was born from a very simple question. Why aren't we helping these people sell a business at the value they need? A great idea. I love it. Damon continues this work today with Exit Your Way, scouting the path and keeping them on track while they work towards their goals. He says, if you're going to go through the countless hours of work, do what it takes to be your best. Damon has awesome insights on effective business succession planning. As always, we're going to talk about my favorite couple of questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Waking up nice and early to join us from his headquarters in the Pacific Northwest. Damon, welcome to Always Friday, man. Great to have you virtually visit the East Coast this morning. Well, thank you, Stephen. And hearing that makes me realize I have to cut my bio by about 75%. That's just way too much. I actually but, cut it a little bit. Damn, yeah, there, was a, there was a whole like book there but, going on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, thanks thanks for having me here, uh, Stephen. I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this because, you know, business owners often think that they're their business is their retirement plan. It's going to, you know, they're going to be able to wake up one day and sell it. And what the industry of investment banking business brokerage brokerage doesn't tell them is that you're, as you said in in the intro there, you're only about 20, 25% uh, success rate in that without preparation, without doing the right things. And if you get to the end and you're like, Hey, I, I should get a few million bucks for my business or whatever. And you realize that that, uh, that's just not going to happen, right? Even if somebody tells you, because that's 
another thing we'll talk about, but um, tells you they can sell it. And you go down the road for a year with somebody and you can't sell it. I mean, what the hell does that do to your lifestyle after that? You, if you're planning on it and you wait to the end and you're like, man, I just don't have gas in the tank anymore. It, it's, it makes lifestyle changes. It's not just a little change. It's a lot. So that's, that's uh, yeah. I can go on that long time about that, but I'm, I'm excited to hear you go on about it actually. So, so your background in this space is awesome and your approach to doing this is phenomenal. Like I, when I look at your website and I see how, how your mind works, it gets me really excited, but we want to hear a little bit about your journey. Talk to us about how you and your partners got to where you are yeah. today. Cause it's, it's a very interesting yeah. perspective. Yeah. Well, as, as you said, I started out, um, as a technical guy. And, and when I, when I realized that I really liked managing people, uh, then I, I was just, I was fortunate because I was able to do that, build facilities and start running facilities. And I was able to start running companies and, and without even knowing it, the first company outside the original injection molding company. And I'm so grateful for them because I was, I was with them, they were growing fast and I was able to to design and build a greenfield facility halfway across the country when I was 28 years old. And then I got to run it for five years. So by the time I was 30 some years old, I, I'd already had, I've been under my belt running a 24 seven facility. We, we were supplying some of the biggest names in automotive and electronics across the globe. And uh, it taught me so much, it taught me so much. And I'm so appreciative of them giving me that opportunity and, and, uh, and allowing me to do that. But then I was, you know, you're in a family business and I knew I was, I was where I was at and you're going to go in that family business. And, uh, I went, I found another opportunity, uh, in a nearby town in Tennessee and lo and behold, I started working for, uh, an owner, owners that were investment owners with private equity backing. I was come from family business and I had no idea. And these guys were, uh, big uh, longtime Pete PricewaterhouseCooper people that came out and, and they had been doing mergers and acquisitions and, and man, I just a wealth of knowledge in this room. And I'm like, Holy heck, what's going on here? Haven't, you know, I haven't really thought about business as a, as a financial engine, like you do when you're in it in, in investment, if we were buying and, and building value for, for investment purposes. And they taught me so much. I mean, they did stuff for me that I, I'm still just so grateful for today because, I mean, they paid, they, they had mentors for me. They sent me to classes to learn about financial things and, and, and do what I needed to do there. But in the process, we were able to really do a turnaround on that company because that's, they saw how I could do operationally after running their facility, one of their facilities for the year, they brought me in and said, listen, we want you to run the whole company. That's how I got out here. Um, Cause that's where our headquarters were. And we built the value and we sold it. And I'm like, man, this is cool. This is cool. I was able to, you know, start early in the business, build the team, show, lead the team, let them do what the heck they were so good at and do what they needed to do. And, and then we're on, on the road for that. It was so much fun. So that led into me getting calls after we sold that I wasn't moving out of the area, but I get started getting calls from other investment groups. Hey, can you come and work in our company? We want you to run it. We want you to, to fix it. It's not working. Cool. Did that. in I don't know, four or five other companies after that. And really started seeing that the the investors run it one way and I was in a couple privately owned companies they didn't run them the same way 
And what I started to do is, is to put this together into how we're going to do what we're going to do in long-term. And what we use now in Exeter Way is actually a born out of what we, what we learned in there. And now my partner, Andrew Cross and I, we actually worked together in the last companies in like 2007, 2008 kind of time frame. And uh, so the why we do what we do is because private owners don't run it like an investment owner does. And we can show them how to make it a lot more money and get a lot better business to sell at the end. I know That's you can. I know you can. I'm very, I'm very confident in this process and I can't wait to hear more about it. I hope everyone else is excited too. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's Earth Day. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my friend Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way. We're talking about exiting your business your way, succession planning as far in advance as possible, really as much runway as you can give yourself. There, I know Damon and his team have some great practices and some great methodology. We're going to get into the method behind the madness uh, real quickly here. I just want to give a quick perspective from uh, my, my standpoint, sit out by the fire pit for just a moment, share a quick story. I've seen plenty of examples of folks who just wait till they're ready to hang it up when they decide to start their succession plan then. And that's really just not effective. 
SMB owners, like Damon said in the last segment, if everyone was listening, they like to consider the business to be their retirement plan. And that might be the real extent of their thought and planning around the topic. There's so many components to planning a successful exit. It's really not about just working yourself up until the last minute and then just taking some type of liquidity event to really help your family out. As Damon had alluded to, there's a whole bunch of lifestyle changes that come with this. And some folks are more emotionally invested in their businesses than others. Some just look at it as a number. Some really care about their employees and don't want them to to, to be stripped of their jobs at some point. So there's a lot of different ways that this can really take place effectively. And Damon, just like you in my travels, I started out with the technical side of things as well. And then it just became more about the people and the relationship and sharing the story. You know, like you said, investors run it a certain way. People who are really invested in the business, not so much investors, private equity folks, but people who've been emotionally and physically invested in the business, they do it a certain way. But the idea here is you can work in concert with somebody like Damon with, and your and your other professional advisors, any accountants, attorneys, management staff, financial and insurance professionals to get towards your ultimate goal with purpose and profitability. So Damon, as I said before, I, I love how much methodology you guys have out there. It makes my, my life so easy when I look at a business model and I can see it like and taste it right there. But this is the scientific part of the show. We want to share with everybody, you know, what do you do exactly? How do you do it? And how do you go to market? Give us the method behind the madness. Well, thanks. It's, you know, so I'm, you know, it, it, I'm an engineer, right? I grew up being an engineer, so I'm a logical guy. I had, I like processes because if we put processes in place and we, and we, we think about process in our business, right? How we invoice, how we do this and in, in our work, you know, whatever we're doing. But when you think about a process to, to build the exit you want, for your business that you want for you, there's a process to it. And it starts outside the business. And that's the thing that most, most you sit down with somebody that's going to say, I'm going to sell your business and here's how much is work. They started three steps, you know, steps too late for me. It starts with what the heck are you going to do after you have your business? First thing you got to just go off, take a trip, go someplace, figure out what the hell you're going to do because you are, you're going to have a lot of time on your hands. You want to be productive. You still want to have, you know, have good years, whatever you're doing. And this can be at 40. This could be at 60. That could be at 80. It doesn't really matter, but figure out what you're going to do. Because then the next step is, is one of the key steps is figure out how much money you're going to need for that figure. And then look at your overall por portfolio and go, listen, is my, what is my portfolio now outside of my business? What is my bit and, and what do I need for my number? Because I always talk about figure out what you're going to do and then have a financial person, a financial advisor that's good enough to help you really develop your number. And it says, okay, I need $10 million overall live lifestyle. I want right. to after this for 30 years, whatever the number is, doesn't really matter. But you get that number. Then you come back and you, and then you start talking to somebody about your business and you go, okay, I, I need $10 million. I've got you know, 5 million in, in investments and other things that that's going to help me there. I, how much do I need for my business? I need $5 million for my business. And you go, okay, I need 5 million. I know what that is. Now the big question is how much is my business worth? 
So you start with evaluation on your business and an evaluation, not just a simple thing where you go online and get a free valuation. Cause that's worth about as much as, you know, going to the Kelly blue book for your car value and just going, Hey, I got a, you know, 2018, you know, whatever S 80, whatever, I don't even know, you know, whatever you're driving and, and without any options or anything like that, or mileage, that's about how good it is. I tell people it's like, you, you don't even know what you're doing, but so you get that good valuation of your business. That is the engine for you to really the 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 starting point for you, and it's still not it's still it's still you're a long ways off from your exit because you you might be at three million and you need five. You might have things in your business that they find that means it's not sellable. And like I said before, only twenty or twenty five percent get sold without preparation. If you prepare, you can be in the 90 plus percent, but it's so low overall because people tend to, I mean, we're busy as hell in our businesses, right? And we don't stop to step up, look up, look out at the future and do these steps to go uh, to prepare for it. And what happens is you run into this damn brick wall. And because this 20 to 25%, Google it. Don't believe me. Go out and read a bunch of articles on it. Sure. And then you're going to realize that you need to step back and look at this because that 20, 25% can be for everyone else, not you. If you put the time in and do what you need to do. So we start with the number, figure out your number, then how much you need from your business. Then it's, a, then it's where the, the ground pounding really starts. And it's like, okay, you got to plan it. You got to go, okay, these are the changes we need to make. This is when I want to be out of my business. And this is not a long process, but it can take a couple of years to do what you need to do, depending upon how much growth you have to have or how much different things you need to change. And then you, then you go ahead and this is where the ground pounding really starts. When we talk about executing on these changes. And this is where our, our experience in these investor-owned businesses really starts to come into play. because you don't just kind of lay out things and go, oh, okay, team, we want to grow to, you know, we want to grow. We're at $10 million. We want to be at $12 million in two years, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't cut it. In investor-owned businesses, they run things a certain way for a certain reason. And this, using this at this point in your business will make you millions of dollars. If you're, if, you know, if it's the right size business, obviously, but it can make, many millions of dollars if you do this right because we go in and we lay out we're here you lay out the budget to say we're going to go here this year we're going to be here next year and this is what we need to do not only on a monthly basis but we get it in for our team and our managers we can look at what do we need to do on a weekly basis because one of the key things, if you really want to drive your business, is not looking and waiting until the end of the month and going, oh, did we make any money? Well, shit, you only look at it 12 times a year. You don't have enough time to adjust, move, adjust, and move. You really can't get your team engaged in helping you get the business going like you want. So we, with every single client, if you don't want to work with us on a weekly basis, we don't want to be there. Because we know that we can't drive the value that we can if you're kind of going along on that pace. Because our process is very, very, I shouldn't say strict, but we follow guidelines in this. Mm -hmm. Every week, you'll measure the performance of your business down to the gross margin. 
we want to know that your your sales are where they need to be and and financially you've made the gross margin that week on what you've done that's going to then drive the gross margin that you want on a monthly basis so where you top line that other operational measures too because your team is the one that has to do this. If you're the team, you got to do it. If, if there's yeah. multiple people on your team, they got to do it. But you measure that on a weekly basis. Yep. And by doing that, I get four times to change, four times it's, to measure. You make such important points with all with all of this, and I I want to like kind of bring it you know full circle yeah, yeah, because yeah. because you know you have some awesome methodology, but what you do to a business owner really, especially a business owner who's looking for a real succession plan. Yeah, that's over and above them just selling the business to somebody and getting whatever number they get. Your types of services can be very conceptual to a business owner where they might be like, yeah, I have a financial advisor. I have an account, whatever. It's like, yeah, everybody has that. Yeah. Like, But as far as exactly what you're looking to do and how you're looking to do it. I, I can see it being a difficult obstacle to overcome with certain types of business owners who are really, really close to what they're doing. Yes. Like, talk to us a little bit about how you go to market for it and really get get it out in front of them. Because like that point that you made just now was crucial. It's like if you're not willing to work with your team for for at least some type of period every week to to execute the real plan, it's not it's not it might not be a fit for you guys. No, I mean we get paid when we sell businesses. Honestly, right. So, so our business model is this: if we if we engage with a client to do the exit your way process, we get paid a little bit of consulting money, but we get the the vast majority of the money we make is made on the sale of the business. I'm aligned with that business owner. I'm not going to sign them up just because I think they might sell. And we don't sign up a ton of business hoping to sell a few. We sign just the just the ones we think we can sell. And we help them execute and get where they need to go like that because it's it's a lot different for us. So, you know, one one thing that, you know, I know we're we're gonna talk a little bit more about is the concept of valuation. And you mentioned it before, just like a key yeah. part of the process, right? So, yeah. you know, really appropriate, impartial, independent business valuation is something is, is a crucial piece here. Business owners think it's worth one thing. And professionals will show you how it's worth something else. And, you know, there's always the, yeah, it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. And my buddy George, I interviewed last week, an appraisal valuation specialist you know, for commercial real estate. You know, that's not necessarily what it is. There's, you know, it's, it's you know, market value and there's a lot of science and art that goes into it. You know, talk, 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 to, us, talk to us a little bit about some of, you know, just what you see with the businesses that you're looking at, what they, what they think it's worth and what it's really worth and how, how you kind of close that gap and really get it to where it needs to be. Yeah, it is what the market will pay, but to a large extent, it's math, right? You got to get a return on what your investment is. That's the business owners, business buyers look at the same way. So it really drives the value. The value has got a range, but, and you can get high in that range if you're, if your business is, because there's a lot of standards. Everybody's got information now, right? If you're at the leading edge of your type of business, you can get a higher multiple for it. That's what you can get. But it's math at the, at the end of the day because they need a return. If they believe they can get more, it's lower risk, they'll pay more. That's the, that's the end of it. And it doesn't matter what the owner thinks it's worth. It doesn't matter what they read that somebody got or their buddy got for their company that's kind of the same. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. It really is, it is in the end is how good do you compare to everyone else in your industry? And then does the math pencil out? 
Yep. The uh, intersection of science and art here is unbelievable. Yep. A lot of it's math, but a lot of it is the perspective, especially on a weekly basis with your type of engagement. So yep. I know we're going to get deep into the madness yep. coming up next, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way. Stay with us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way, business succession planning, experts, specialists, professional advisors. I hope you guys are listening close, those who are looking to make make an exit sometime from their business, because you're getting some pearls of wisdom and pure gold here from Damon. But uh, we, we talked a little bit about the method, some of it being math, a lot of it translating over to the artistic portion here, which is the madness. So Damon, we're going to talk a little bit about stories you have from the the field. No, no subject to tab boo anything goes i know you've seen a lot over the years but you know specifically I, I i think of the idea that you guys got started at a time where you know the baby boomer folks were starting to think about retiring folks that have owned businesses for 30 40 years whatever it is and they you know looking for their plan maybe a little more last minute than you would like them to you know give, giving folks a little yeah. bit more planning and runway but then also at a time where private equity firms, venture capital firms, investing in new technology ventures and things like financial technology, fintech, who wasn't necessarily a term 10 years ago. And then it's all of a sudden there's tons of it and people trying to build it up and sell it. But, you know, I want to definitely hear some stories that you have from the field here in the madness portion. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen out there and what you're seeing today. Well, you know, in the past, I I think I I just got to say, if if for those uh, those people that have been able to lead uh, 
companies owned by investors uh, and not family offices, because I think it's a lot different if you're a long-term hold strategy for your investment in a business. It's far different than my experience. Mine, mine we're in the, you know, we want to hold it for five years and turn it kind of thing. Um, but, you know, some of the, some of the things that, that I had to do as part of the job of what I needed to do in some of these, and some were turnarounds. And, and if, if, if you don't understand what a business turnaround is or a business turnaround person is, um, it's someone that's going to go in and they're going to make some hard decisions. They're going to get the business operating profitably again, and they're going to go. And that was the vast majority of my investment owned uh, experience. Some of them I was able to, to grow beyond the, the turnarounds, but oftentimes I was called in just to do that. So I was in a, a, a several situations, well, many, where, you know, you just go, oh boy, you know, I, I can remember sometimes that, you know, because it always entails, first of all, right-sizing the business. Everybody's heard of that. Um, but until you, you've got to call the police uh, because you're afraid someone's going to shoot you, um, that's been in that situation. Uh, if you, I can remember a time that I had, I had just, we had finished, not finished, but we were well underway in a turnaround and we had taken a couple companies and we were, I was, I don't know if I was insane or what, but we were doing two at once. That's actually where I met my, my business partner, Andrew. Now, um, uh, we were doing two, two turnarounds at once. And, and actually we, we had a great team, teams in both businesses, and we were able to turn around and they were making the money. We were meeting the profit goals that the, the ownership had set forth. Uh, and this is no kidding, man. We are, we are doing the, you know, the annual kind of meeting in November to show, okay, what are we doing next year? My, uh, the, the people at the holding company had me prepare the presentations for the company, had me fly to the corporate headquarters and do what I needed to do. Um, and it was, it was awesome. You, you know, large board, obviously, and these kind of things. And everybody was, you know, shaking hands and everything was great. And I get back a week later and they said, Hey, we're shutting the companies down. We decided we want to get out of our, uh, out of, out of manufacturing. And I'm like, you know, it, you don't do this kind of stuff. Like I, I can't anyway, you don't do it without putting your heart and your back and your mind, everything into it. Right. And Absolutely. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're killing yourself to try to get these things because in, in our business, and I still do this today, those people depend on us. They depend on us to lead them. They depend on us for the guidance. They depend on us for this. And if you don't take it at that level, I just really don't think that, that you can do what you need to do. And it, I was, I was pretty, pretty devastated for a little bit. I mean, I really had to sit back and think about it. And, um, you know, so there again, a new for me, I had to, I had to, we had to notify the local authorities because we were going to be uh, part of the Warren Act. If you haven't had to do that, when you have to lay off more than 50 people at once, you got to notify, I forget what it was, but we had to get the lawyers to do that. We had to do all this stuff. They were just, we're going to walk away from it. It's like, walking away. I mean, we weren't going to sell it. We weren't going to do anything. We're going to walk away from it. So that kind of stuff. And that was, that was, that was the last, that was the last W2 job I had because I said, listen, I, I know, first of all, that not every investment place is like that said, but I cannot consciously work for even potentially work for someone that's like this anymore. And I know that private business owners aren't like that. They, they, they have much more, there's more heart in the business. They care more about the people. 
generally and 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 we can do it but what the what the private business owners don't understand is that piece of that 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 you learn in that investment thing is this is an investment we're investing our time and our money in this and we need to get a return from that yep and that's what we took from this that's what we really took from it and the and the things that we learned because literally when you're in those situations you might miss your goals one month and it's a little bit hot seat you miss your goals two months and it's ugly you miss your goals three months you're probably not there anymore in those situations because we're not talking about huge companies with unlimited cash we're talking yeah. about you know businesses that have constrained cash you're trying to do things and you don't get it done you don't get it done you're not going to be there right so those things force you to develop methods that that track money better that improve things faster that do the kind of things that you really need when we're helping people exit their business, because we can do things in a couple of years that people may have struggled with doing for 10 years, but it's the focus. It's this method that we have. It's the weekly, uh, the weekly review and talking to the team and getting those people engaged, getting their minds in the business with you to get where you need to go. That, that really brings that method with the madness and getting the minds working because once you get everyone's minds working and clearly show them what success looks like, you can get there. It's just a matter of it. You have to take this process that, that we learn through that madness, which is, you know, like I said, it's, you don't want to ever have to deal with that kind of stuff, but you learn good lessons from it. <laughs> Some of the best lessons probably. <laughs> But you know, today, today, this today, I mean, working with the business we do today, it's a lot of fun because, you know, we've had clients that have, that in, in 20, 20, 24 months, we've five X, seven X their value. And, and it's, and it, and it just depends upon how quickly can you grow with the right resources and different things. And oftentimes the limits are the process and people, as you said, because you put the process in place and you start recruiting and, 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 and even developing there, cause there's always good people inside developing, recruiting and, and getting that team together. You can do tremendous things with the business. So you, you mentioned, you know, the mindset type of shift. And I think it's an excellent point and leads to a whole lot of madness in, in this yeah. discussion. Yeah. You know, the, the folks who are looking to exit and have had their eyes on it, like it's a product as opposed to people in process, like it's just a check. Like, you know, it's kind of like you said, if they really look at the people in the process who can help get them, get them exactly, exactly what they want. It's like, it could be five, seven X what they think it is. Yeah, like, yeah, how do yeah. you help them overcome that barrier and, and stay with them throughout? Because, you know, like you said, some people will pay for your services and engage you guys and then totally not take your advice and shift yeah. gears on you unexpectedly. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah. How do you keep them involved in it? Well, first of all, what we do when we're usually working with a client early on, we'll actually pitch their business to a few of potential buyers. And cause we, we work with a lot of buyers and they like the companies that we build. So we can pitch it to them. And we say, don't believe us, believe somebody that's going to look at your company when it's time to buy it, get a few people to look at it and go, okay, this is what we like. This is what we don't like. This is what we pay. Don't believe our evaluation. Don't believe what we say, believe somebody that's going to write a check. And that helps us in the beginning, but once the, that, and once they feel this, the way that a business can really move, 
if you help people in there change their mindset about what's possible with the process behind it, and they see the performance, they're, the, it's runs like they haven't ever run before. That's the thing. It will run like it hasn't run before because what you're doing is you're going from, I don't really have this framework for people to shine and do their best work to a framework where they can shine, do their best work. They see the results that engages them to do better the next day and, and keep working on it. And it builds, it builds like a wave. It's like a, it's like a tsunami, man. It's just like you're sitting there and all oh, the tides going down. And then the next thing you know, it just whoa, goes over. <laughs> and honestly, what is the biggest problem in our clients? Once we get going, growing is how the hell do you get enough cash to keep up with the growth? Because most of our clients use inventory or, or have to buy raw materials and stuff or equipment. Growth and costs money. Yeah. Growth costs money. Yeah. So, yeah. so and, and then, then you have to, the, the bigger question is, the bigger thing to really go over at that point is, how do you show that business owner that he's making, you know, a million more dollars a year, but he's got less money in the bank because it takes more to grow like that, but the valuation has gone up. It's like, you don't <laughs> feel like you've done anything but I'm making way more money. And this time of year, I get to write a fat tax check too. Right. So right. it's like, is it really happening? <laughs> you yep. know, so that's yep. the big, honestly, over time, that's the biggest thing because I don't have any more money. I don't, I don't have more money in my pocket. No, you don't. Cause you have to fund the growth. And I had to write a big tax check. Yep. You're going to have to, don't worry. It means be you're making money. You're making money. Yeah. So. so some common sentiments from, from you and from my buddy, George, who I interviewed last week that growth costs money, but yeah. also you know, like when you're really you know, take, performing your duties and disrupting certain apple carts, he, he told a story of starting out his career as doing foreclosure appraisals and talk about a spot where you can get a gun pulled on you at any given moment. You know, you, like, I don't know if you went into it at all. I didn't, I didn't catch it there, but you said like you're disrupting things to the point where somebody might bring a, bring a gun to the office. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, have, yeah. have you ever had any craziness like that happen before we go to break? Oh, I've had people threaten me. I, I'm just lucky that I'm, I'm physically, I'm big enough guy that it, 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 I know. And I'm, and I'm not, a, I'm not that way at all. I usually can def diffuse it because, you know, mind over it, matter. Yeah. Mind over matter. And you know, it's a tough situation for everybody and that doesn't make it better for anybody, but you know, it's, it's like Moneyball. I don't know if you ever heard that where it says, Hey, just tell the guy he's, he, he's done. Don't sit there and lament on it. You really have to adapt, adapt that kind of attitude towards what you're doing. Yeah, it's probably just put, becomes part of the plan of execution. Yeah. But like like we've been saying, there's the perfect combination of science and art, the method behind the madness, and really being able to say it. Starting out with the technical knowledge, but really uh, getting to it from a place of people, relationship, and yeah. process. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's what everybody hears and what we can really all bring together with the story. We're going to yeah. take a break. But we'll be right back with Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way, business succession planning specialist. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? 
Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc you're listening to talk radio nyc at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Damon Pistolka, co-founder and managing director at Exit Your Way, business succession planning specialist, helping folks, whether they're traditional businesses that have been around for 40 years or been around for five years, helping them find the exit that they want, maximize profitability, really get, giving them a reality check on how to get out their way. Damon, I love what you've been sharing with everybody, some great tidbits. We want to bring it home for everyone with the message, the whole idea from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact. We want to give people some sound bites. You've given us some awesome ones thus far. And just looking at your website, exityourway.us, everyone should Definitely check out the content that he has going on there. Uh, you know, the sooner you start this, the better off you'll be. Start early, seek professional advice. But what sound bites do you have for everybody to, that they can actually remember over the weekend and put into practice Monday morning? Give you a call. Well, you have you have to unmute though. Yeah, sure. First <laughs> of all, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a show without doing that, right? Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, but couple things take the time to think about this and prepare it doesn't matter if it's 10 years from now and in fact even better if it's 10 years from now because if you had the money today to do whatever the hell you wanted tomorrow and didn't have to work why not first of all why not if you love your job great or love your work love your company yeah that's great and everything sell sell three quarters of it to somebody else, put that money someplace else so that you can just do it for fun. Cause I guarantee when that money hits your account, your attitude of what I want to do is going to change. So if you take the time to prepare today, get the business to where you can exit it tomorrow for the money you need to do whatever the heck you want for the rest of your life, do it, do it. The second thing I'll say, and this is, uh, this is going to get a little mental on us here. <laughs> Selling a business is an experiential process. It's not an intellectual process. I can't tell you how hard selling a business is. You are really only going to understand that for your business if you do it. But I can tell you 
talk to other people that have sold a business similar size to yours, similar industry if you can, because they will tell you what they would do if they did it again. Don't believe anything. I, again, don't believe anything I say. Do Go out and do your research on this stuff. But it is an experiential process. I can't tell you how hard it's going to be. I can't tell you how you're going to want to put a gun to your head and everyone else's head that's helping you with this damn thing two or three times as you go through the process. But it just do that because this is your legacy. This is what you, 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 you're working your butt off for. If you do it right, you can set up generations. You can not only yourself, and then you can have a legacy business that carries on far beyond, far beyond you. You can be driving by that thing 20 years. It's going, yep, I did that. And that's really what we want on it. Get what you need out of that business and leave that legacy you want. Just like every individual out there, every business, especially privately owned businesses, they all have their own story to tell. There's many different faces of business out there. And on that note, uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned thus far is that similar to myself, you started your own radio show podcast during the pandemic in 2020 called The Faces of Business. And the content that you're putting out there, Damon, is is awesome. Talk to us a little bit about about this. You know, it's, it's kind of just, it started out as just something fun. Uh, Cause I, I've, I know a lot of interesting people and like to share what they do, how they help people, but really it's about stories of people in business because we all have these awesome stories. You know, it's, it's talking to, to actually, I went in one of them a long time ago, I interviewed my brother. He's built a, a very successful oil field services company and talking to him and listen to, to him talk about the days that I had no idea that he literally had to go and get a second mortgage on his home because his partner stole money from him, all their money. And they didn't know how the hell they were going to go forward or how he found an investor, which I can't even do just, or, you know, things like that in that situation or the, the great things when someone lands this huge deal and they got no idea how they're going to do it. You know, there's so many interesting business stories and we love talking about it. And then we try to talk about a topic that a, an executive would like to listen to, you know, that's like when you talk about the one you're showing behind you now, common traits of businesses that thrive, Andrew Penny, he's like this, this, He's, he's a marketing guy, but he's not a marketing guy. He helps businesses find new markets where they can go and do things. Yep. He's helping a, a company out of South America now, or one of his clients that's, that's bringing agricultural products into the U S well, you can't compete with the likes of John Deere. Uh, if you want to be a normal going to have footprints, you know, places all over, they're selling to a specific market of digital farmers that are young farmers that can buy things online or used to doing it kind of an e-commerce way because they don't need the band, the, the, the sales like a uh, John Deere, but this is just examples of the people that we get to talk to on this show. And leadership people, business owners. It's just so much fun. There's so many, there's so many just super smart people that we get to talk to. And I learn from it. What the hell? Like you're like, you know, like the shows that you get to do, you learn so much from the guests and, and the people that, you know, then get to learn from them as well. It's just a good time. 
Absolutely. And I, I share so much of the sentiment with what I'm doing. Like I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of what you're doing as well. It's all about the connection. Like I said in yeah. the beginning of the show, and like you said on one of your shows, it's yeah. that's actually the title of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Michelle Johnson. She's a, a, a professor at, oh God, you got me on that super smart professor wrote a book on, on in, uh, I know she lives in New Orleans. That's, that's the thing. I don't remember the actual <laughs> school, but Loyola, Loyola university of, of <laughs> New Orleans, I think, but yeah, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. And I, I I'm blessed every day because people will, will talk with me and I can share their stories and their wisdom about a topic. Unbelievable. I really hope you guys have been listening out there. I know there's lots of folks out there who are looking for a successful exit plan. If you are, exityourway.us. Damon and his partner, Andrew, and the rest of the team, phenomenal folks, great methodology, really looking to get as much runway as possible to work with business owners. Minimum 24 to 36 months is what I've heard and what I look at. I've, I have some conversations coming up with folks that have done business succession planning over 10 years, probably mm -hmm. not the norm at all, but the more runway you have, the better off you're ultimately going to be engaging folks like Damon and his partners. Damon, love the conversation. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Before I let you go, we're going to visit the answers to your magical questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what's your favorite musical instrument? And who would you like to hear play it? Always find that there's some fun personal aspects that are revolved here. So your favorite TV show is Ted Lasso, American college football coach who heads to London to manage AFC Richmond, a struggling English Premier League football team. And, you know, obviously it's easy to look at you as a coach in these types of situations scenarios but you know I, I didn't realize until i uh was was looking at this how much you actually kind of look like <laughs> ted lasso a little bit that's awesome man that's awesome oh yeah yeah it's good you know it's it is and i think it's funny because i, I like i think i like the show because i have no understanding of soccer whatsoever <laughs> uh i know you i know you gotta, you gotta use your feet right but that's about it but but it's cool. You're like you're, you're, he's a great coach. You're a great coach. It's like yeah, if you could do this in America with football, I can do it in you know yeah, do it in the UK with with soccer. No problem. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But you you said that your favorite movies a couple here. Uh, one you said was Forty Two. Yeah. So 1947, Jackie Robinson becomes first African-American baseball player to play in the major leagues. He was signed by the Brooklyn Dodgers, faces considerable racism in the process, obviously a challenge. Hits home with me. I'm uh, starting my softball season this weekend, but I'm also wearing number 42 this year, uh, mostly to remind myself how old I am, but... That's that. That's it. Uh, you you'd also mentioned Star Wars, another Harrison Ford movie, Forty Two yeah. as well. But yeah. talking about an interesting team that gets pulled together to save the galaxy from yeah. the Empire's world destroying battle station. You know, this yeah. is very similar to your world. You're getting the right yeah. leadership team in place to help save the day, grow the value of the business, give their Yoda like perspective on everything. It's yeah. it's home, man. It's funny. That's but funny. You, yeah, those are good ones. I'm, I'm, I'm a music guy, and it seems like you are as well. You said yeah. your favorite musical instruments and people you'd like to hear play it. First, you said guitar and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, and yeah. then, you, then you said uh, the drums and Neil Peart, drummer yeah. from Rush, uh, all I great guys. Yeah. Again, th keep, keeping, the, keeping the rhythm going. Uh, the beat lives on. Really appreciate you being here today. For more information, once again, everybody, exityourway.us. The, the podcast is called The Faces of Business. 
Damon, thank you once again for being here. Thanks for having me, Stephen. It's been a pleasure. Coming up next week, everybody, we're going to hear from the business defibrillator herself, Vanessa Zamey. She's the founder of Your Visions Catalyst. Revive, grow, scale, hustle, and breathe. Grow your business while staying calm. Until then, thank you so much for joining us here on Always Friday. We hope you gained some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend and a happy Earth Day. We will see you next Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.myc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life hi i'm pat duckworth women's health strategist and host of the hot women rock radio show empowering women leaders at menopause join me every thursday at 10 a.m eastern time 3 p.m uk time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.